word of God always before us like a rule. Mm. Believe nothing but that which it teaches. Mm-hmm. Love nothing mm-hmm. but that which it prescribes. Mm. Hate nothing but that which it forbids. And do nothing but that which it commands. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk podcast. It is at the Let's Talk podcast where we seek to see every conversation through the li- lenses of uh, the scriptures through Christ Jesus our Lord. My name is Stanley Kabuka. Karibuni sana to the 89th episode 11 episodes and we reach uh, a century so mm. thank you so much for <laughs> listening to us um, and you know uh, sending your feedback to us asante nisana in um in the studio i'm joined with the brothers i'd first like to introduce our guest today mm. um karibu sana nashukuru my name is mark ben Thuku, and i'm happy to be part of uh, the conversation today thank you Karibu sana Macben Macben what wewe ni nani wewe ni nani Mimi ni nani Well uh brother in Christ mm. uh, a member of Emmanuel Baptist Church mm. I think uh, we've known each other for 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 a minute now mm-hmm. and so yeah that's uh that's who I am yeah so I'm happy to be here Karibu sana Macben Yeah um I'm with the brothers here uh, Makarudi and Stivo. Stivo mm. Kwaje. I'm in Kopoa. Thank mm-hmm. you, Stan. I want to know how Mark is doing. Yes, <laughs> yes Mark. Kwaje, man. I'm doing well. For the yeah. sake of our international listeners, let me stick to English. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Not alone today. At least you're with Mark Ben. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a joy to be here, really. Yeah. And talk about studying the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Mark is such a wonderful name, isn't it? Mm. It is, but of course the people in the studio won't agree. <laughs> they won't agree because they don't bear the name Mark. Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, we are here to talk about how to study the Bible. Okay. Um, and this is a very important question, definitely. Um, it has always been an important question. It will always be an important question. So, uh, Mark Ben. Um, yes. What first of all, like, what is the Bible? You know, so that it informs our questions, or our question of how we study it. Yeah, I know. So, what is it? A good question. Uh, thank you for asking it. So, the Bible is a collection of sixty-six mm. authoritative books mm-hmm. uh, that have uh, about forty different authors, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. written over a span of fifteen hundred years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, God has spoken his revelation through men who are moved by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and they penned it down. And so within the Bible is uh, a Christian doctrine and beliefs uh, we can, can be found in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's the Bible in a nutshell. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and right there you mentioned about, you know, inspiration of scripture, you know. Mm. Mark, yeah. how, how is it important that we um, understand and we believe that the Bible is God's word, God's authoritative, infallible, inerrant mm. word. Well, I think it's important because uh, this is God, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of the universe. Th- that affects mm. everything. That increases our reverence for him. So we don't approach the Bible as any other book. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that we are coming to, to God and the King of Kings. That is very important. And Second Timothy three sixteen that all scripture mm-hmm. is God's breath, 
God's God breathed. Mm-hmm. So inspiration here is actually God breathing out scripture and not necessarily God affirming what men have done. Mm-hmm. Like when men were writing the scripture, they were writing what they were being told by God. Mm-hmm. That's important. Christ will say that that it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. I think we need such a similar uh, uh, view of God's word because when we when we look at it that way, it will change everything, and perhaps even our study will be more serious. Yeah. Yeah, um, Stevo. I think I think out here in terms of you know the critics of the Bible yeah, of Christianity, yeah. I've, I've I've recently watched some videos by mm. Ray Comfort, um, where he's engaging this Ray this Comfort, the Living Waters guy. I think that's important to our listeners. Yes. Yeah, the guy on YouTube uh, does, does evangelism on streets. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. The yeah. guy with a dog and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I think mm-hmm. critics outside the Bible is seen as this you know this book yeah. that seems very you know, um, very, very outlandish in the stories and everything. Mm-hmm. But now, within now our camp, you know, as, as, as believers, yeah. Yeah. Steve, I do think it's important um, that we, mm. we, we, we have a high view of Scripture. Mm. Why do you think that is important? Yeah, I think just to echo what Mark has said, it is important, first of all, um, because it is the very word of God himself. Mm. And maybe to borrow from Henry Smith, mm. he said we should set the word of God always before us like a rule. Mm. Believe nothing but that which it teaches. Mm-hmm. Love nothing mm-hmm. but that which it prescribes. Mm. Hate nothing but that which it forbids. And do nothing but that which it commands. Mm-hmm. Because if the world was created by God himself, mm. in a way he sent his son, he has availed his spirit in our lives and in our hearts Mm. and he has also given us his own Mm. word so the bible itself is a miracle that god would not allow us to travel Mm. this earth without a sense of guidance and direction and it speaks to the heart to the attitudes to the feelings of god Mm. that this if you do you will please god and Mm. this if you don't do Mm. god you're provoking him Mm. to anger yeah yeah, uh, also just on that, uh, to piggyback on what uh, brother is saying here. Yeah. yeah, we get to see the character of God mm. in the scripture. There's nowhere else yeah. where sure. God's character can be clearly seen yeah. uh, except through the Bible. Yeah. So there exists what is called general revelation in mm. which mm. we can tell from nature yeah. that God exists. But mm. if, if without you know, the special revelation, which is God's revealed word, mm. word how will you know mm-hmm. who this God is? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's easy to attribute uh, to nature some kind of God who mm-hmm. is not yeah. uh, the God of the Bible. Yes. And we see that in, uh, you know, when Paul goes to, in Acts 17, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, is that Areopagus, yes. where, where he's in that mm-hmm. place and, and he's, he's, he's looking and there's a statue to an mm-hmm. unknown God. Yeah. So yeah. it's clear that those mm-hmm. people had an idea sure. of who God is. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know exactly mm. who mm. he is. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the scriptures uh, help us to uh, know uh, exactly who he is. And secondly, it also mm. teaches us the way of mm. salvation. That's important. So no, yeah. no, one, no one is saved by, uh, you know, you just woke up one day and boom, mm. you know. Uh, I know God and I know Jesus died on the cross. And yes. No, mm. someone has to explain uh, it to you mm. through the scripture. Mm. Yep. The inspired word of God mm. uh, is what uh, 
uh, God uses mm. to breathe salvation mm. into into the life of a man. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think Arthur Pink says that God can only be known by means of a supernatural revelation of himself. Apart from the scriptures, even a theoretical acquaintance, what Marcus shared concerning a general revelation with him is impossible. Mm-hmm. It holds true that the world by wisdom knew not God. Where the scriptures are ignored, God is the unknown yeah. God in Acts 17. But mm-hmm. something more than the scriptures is required before the soul. Of course, we're going to talk more about um, how it's not just the study. There's always an X factor behind, behind our study, the Holy Spirit being at work. But just to agree with him that yeah. um, a theoretical acquaintance of God is not enough to know God. The mm-hmm. farthest you can go with that is to know about God, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, I, I think a recent, a recent, I think uh, Pastor Musimi was preaching from Hebrews and he mm-hmm. mentioned something of mm-hmm. that sort. Yeah. Um, knowing God philosophically, you know, mm-hmm. knowing God as just any other man who walked this world, you know, yeah. an impressive man with good quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just, uh, you know. The like, on the mount. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like a, Ma- a Mahatma Gandhi mm-hmm. kind of a guy, you know. Yeah. Not not as your savior, yeah. yeah, you know, um, that will not lead us to anything. Mm. Um, with, with that being said, then, um, this is a huge question um, out here right now, um, yeah. and it continues to be is, how has God spoken? How does he speak to us today? That's a huge question that a lot of people are asking, you know. Okay. So, Mark, mm. what, what would you say to that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the means of uh, special revelation throughout the course of history, mm-hmm. uh, I can say they probably uh, four. Uh, so there is, uh, in the Old Testament, God mm-hmm. appeared to people mm. uh, wow. and sure. spoke to them. And, you know, like Just Abraham, mm. uh, come out of the Ur mm. of Chaldeans mm. and go to a land, I'll tell you. So. God introduced himself, mm. you know, even with Moses, uh, the burning bush. That's, that's uh, God making himself known. Mm. Also, in the Old Testament, we see uh, God making himself known through dreams and visions. Mm. Uh, yeah, where he would uh, appear to, uh, you know, the prophets, mm. like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and tell them, you know, look and mm. see. Yeah, uh, but then again, we find the most sure way of... Um, uh, how God has revealed to us is through the incarnation of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, John 1 talks about uh, no one has seen God, but mm-hmm. uh, the Son has made him known to us. Mm-hmm. So, but then now after, after Christ, then now we have the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in these last days, uh, the Bible says God has spoken to us. Uh, in, Hebrews 1. Yeah, in Hebrews yeah. 1, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, has spoken to us uh, in the Son. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then Peter also confirms uh, uh, when he gives a testimony of when he saw the transfiguration. And then mm-hmm. he says, but we have a more sure word of prophecy, mm-hmm. which, which is God's word. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the tool which yeah. God has now given the church, uh, you know, post-Christ, post the cross, mm-hmm. is the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So now we, we do not depend on, uh, on visions and dreams uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to know who God is, but we can look at the fullness of of Scripture uh, to, yeah, to 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 get special wow. revelation to know who God is. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's special, and isn't it beautiful that God would come down, condescend to our level, and communicate to us in a language that we understand? Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's so easy to take that for granted. But look at how 
our best friends or our girlfriends, our wives, our mm. loved ones communicate to us. They write to us. Yeah. And when they write to us, we look forward to read what they are saying. Mm-hmm. God has done just that. He yeah. has written down to us about himself and what Mark has shared, his salvation unto us. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and maybe even to, to speak to the, is it the despair or the desire of man, yeah. it is not only to know God, but also to know their place in the world. Because the main reason people run for foreign voices or strange fires mm-hmm. is because they, it gets to a point you ask yourself the question, mm-hmm. what am I here for? And so for you to be able to discover that, it has to be in line with the will of God. For you to be able to discover the will of God, you have to engage in the study of Scripture. So it, therein lies great importance. Mm-hmm. Yet for, for some reason, uh, we, at times, we at times remove the attribute of power and authority and sufficiency of God's word in deciding and in decreeing or in setting aside boundaries mm-hmm. of which the boundaries of the life in which we should live. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so lovely. Uh, you know, maybe to answer maybe someone who might be asking, mm-hmm. uh, why, why is it that, uh, you know, dreams and visions and, you know, God appearing in an audible voice is not uh, his means of special revelation in, in today's time? Uh, we see something that Paul says in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 2 and verse 20. Um, is it chapter 2, verse 20? And so, yes. where, yeah, where he says that uh, the church has been built on uh, the foundations, foundations of the apostles and prophets, prophets with yeah. Christ being the chief cornerstone. Yeah. So who are the apostles and prophets? The apostles and prophets, uh, you know, they're the ones who have written uh, the scriptures, the apostles in the New Testament, and the prophets are the Jeremiah and, and, uh, and all these Isaiah people in, mm. the, in the Old Testament. And so God has granted that these particular individuals have mm. a unique authority that, 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 uh, that through them, mm. God has been able to speak to the church across time. Mm. And so God, uh, for that reason, uh, granted them uh, such uh, special means of revelation in which uh, now when the canon was complete and the canon was closed, we who now have those words can depend on them as uh, as a means to, mm. to knowing God. Yeah. Mm, sure. Mark, would you please yes. help our listeners know what is a canon? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Canon yeah. is <laughs> is the is the whole scripture from Genesis yeah. to uh, Revelation. Mm. Yeah, simply. Yes. His father is a canon. His father is a canon. So. <laughs> Yeah, what's the difference between the, the canon that, <laughs> the that your father is? Uh, no, it's it's a it's a special honor and recognition in the Anglican okay. Church. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. that's important. Mm. Is that difference between the Bible and the canon? Uh not really. Not uh, really. Uh, yeah, because what the Bible that we have yeah. is canon. Canon yeah. means the books that have been authorized mm. as scripture. Yeah. So now the books that have been authorized as scripture yeah. is the Bible. Good. Mm. I think that's important really. Yeah. Yes. Because we are at the very basic how yeah. to study the Bible. Mm. And sure. now somebody hears a canon again, what do you mean? <laughs> is that a Bible study guide? <laughs> A Bible study tool, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think also in CRE, if I remember correctly, there's something called canonical books. Yes. yes. And then there are canonical apocrypha. Yeah. The Maccabees and so forth and so on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. CRE is Christian Religious Education. 
taking nothing for granted that our listeners know these things. Mm. <laughs> and I think we need to go on yeah, sure. and talk about now the, the place of study yeah. and um, how it, it's a serious thing. Paul tells Timothy mm-hmm. that he must present, he must do what, let me just uh, get that right, in Second Timothy chapter, chapter 3, he must do his best to present himself to God as one who is approved, a workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So he must be his best. Mm-hmm. And at the end, uh, we expect to see him rightly handling the word of truth. And that's all the issue of study. Um, um, presenting an issue that study must be something difficult to do. Rather, it requires effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which leads us to now uh, our main question that we want to, to, yeah. to answer here yeah. is, how exactly do we go about studying the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, do, where, where do we start, Mark? I think uh, where we start is to have the right attitude. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, if I'm to point out two things, mm. the, uh, two kind of attitudes that we need to have mm-hmm. uh, is firstly to know that uh, uh, the Bible is divinely inspired mm. but humanly authored. Mm. What does that mean? It means that we can actually understand mm. what is in the Bible. Yeah. Many people come into the Bible with this uh, uh you know, mindset that, uh, you know, this, uh, I'm not sure if I can understand what is yeah. written. So, yes, you can. Because, uh, yeah, as you were talking about just earlier, mm. God has descended and, you know, condescended to us yeah. to speak to us in a language which we can understand. Mm-hmm. And even the original authors of the scriptures, mm. they were writing so that they could be understood. They were not looking to mm. uh, sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. create some kind of, I don't know, Da Vinci code or something, you know. To, what again? Uh, you, yeah, like, okay, what I'm just <laughs> trying to say is it's not like a mystic. Uh, deep. Yeah, deep. And, and, and No, they were actually looking to be understood. Yes. So, and they were writing to, they were, and the people, the audience to which they were mm. writing were not a theological gurus. Mm. These were people, ordinary folks, sure, who sure. Mm. Uh, did not know God, and so the, the authors, uh, you know, wrote to actually be understood. So that attitude, when you come to the scripture, that I can actually mm. understand yes. what is being written, is really yes. important. Mm. The second attitude that I would say uh, is um, is the the Bible was uh, divided into uh, chapters and verses. After it was written, the the ones who wrote about the scriptures, they never, uh, you know, put verses and, and chapters. And so, uh, a major hindrance uh, when it comes to reading the scriptures is uh, we we take verses out of context. Mm-hmm. We 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 don't see the bigger picture. And so it is it is why was chapters and verses added? It was added for the purpose of referencing. It is easier to say, go to with me to the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, mm-hmm. uh, rather than telling you, you know, this is a scroll, look for, for God so loved the world. Somewhere there it should be, yeah. So it is easier with the numbering to be able to locate where it is. But now the disadvantage of that is that when we do our personal study, 
uh, you know, we say today I'm going to do three verses. So you read one, two, three verses. And so you have detached those three verses from the Context. entire story. Yeah. And so you, you, you can't really make sense of those three verses when they are by themselves. Mm-hmm. So when, 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 when we are aware of that, and uh, it, it really changes uh, the, uh, the way we read. He, you, you, know, you talked about, uh, maybe you can share about mm-hmm. the kind of Bible that you are... You are uh, that have removed the chapters yeah, and sure, verses. Sure. I don't know, maybe we can share about mm. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there exist some reading Bibles, as he said, mm. um, where it only has the chapter, uh, the verses have been removed, so that you get to understand the flow and the context without the many interruptions or the other things that may try to lure you in into, you know, uh, mm. placing an achievement or a stop here. Yeah, so there exists that so that you just read it in its entirety, seeking mm. to understand yeah. what it was written, to whom it was written to, mm. and the reason as to why the Bible was written. Mm. Yeah. I think that's important, um, what McBain and Medaka mm. sharing concerning um, um, the author and the audience. Mm. I think I love the introduction. The Bible is a book that has been written for um, over a span of 1,500 years, yeah. 40 others who actually didn't know each other yeah. and they were consistent in yeah. terms of what they were talking about. So we see 1,500 years, different others, mm. and therefore different types of audiences. Mm. So I think it's always important to ask what was the author saying to that audience mm. and begin there. And it, it informs the issue of, of mm. context, which uh, Ferguson um, says that um, the first step to understanding a passage is to read it in its own context. Context. It means reading each word is a part of a sentence, each sentence within its paragraphs, paragraph, mm. each paragraph within the chapter mm. in which it appears, each chapter in its book, in the context of its author um, writing, and then each author in the context of the place in God's ongoing revelation, so that ultimately we read a passage in the context of the whole biblical narrative, mm. which is God reaching out to sinners. That, that is what we see from Genesis chapter 3 all the way to Revelation 22. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's important. Context. You know, mm-hmm. what was the other saying? Let's begin from there. And I don't know, it, it informs the issue of, you know, going into the Bible knowing that, uh, just like in the book, you know, when I send you a message that this is where I live in terms of direction, and I tell you, stand, go north. If you go south, you won't get to my place. Mm-hmm. You'll go elsewhere. That must be the attitude that there is an author. The author's a message. You know, in most cases, you go to the Bible in a way that in a, in a way that suggests we already know what we want. Mm-hmm. So we don't come humble and yeah. asking what is the Bible saying. Mm-hmm. But instead, we have something that we want the Bible mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. and that makes it difficult for us to understand what the Bible says. So I think starting from there and the whole issue of inductive Bible study observation and what is being said there, interpretation, mm. you know, getting the meaning of the text and finally application. Mm. Um, perhaps somebody can... Yeah, yeah. Mark, you've mentioned context. Yeah. Um, Steve, what, what, what can mm. you add yeah. um, on, on how we are supposed mm. to study the Bible? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, adding on to what Mark has said, there is great danger in imposing your own beliefs in Scripture. Yes. Uh, Second Peter chapter 3. Yeah. From verse 15, mm. it says, Bear in mind that, the, that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. 
he writes mm-hmm. the same way in all his letters mm. speaking in them of yeah. these matters his letters contain some things mm. that are hard to understand <laughs> which ignorant and unstable people distort yeah. mm. as they do other scriptures mm. to their own destruction mm. yeah. so there is great danger when you impose your beliefs in yeah. a particular scripture when you read it out of its context as much as you can be saying oh i'm just reading the bible this is what it says you start uh, mm. you start imbibing your life or imbibing scripture into your life this is how i believe this is the verse that affirms it the end result of that is your own destruction mm. you are self distracting by not intentionally seeking ways of understanding the bible and what was written in its particular context yeah um, yeah um um and just i just remembered um mm. melodic line yeah um, yeah maybe something that you ah, can yeah. that, that you from, could, from david hans book yeah expositional piece something yeah. that you can mention um why do you think it's important to consider mm. um the the sort of the background of a, a particular book mm. for example yeah. first corinthians you yeah. know Yeah. Um why why do you think it's important to consider mm. um Amos for example why was this book written to whom mm. was it written yeah yeah i think uh we, we have to appreciate that mm. the scriptures were written for us mm-hmm. but not to us sure. mm-hmm. in the sense that uh when Amos was writing he had an actual audience mm. that sure. he had in mind exactly yeah and, mm. yeah. and mm. so you 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 can't seem before you understand uh what lessons that you can derive mm. uh, you know and apply in your own christian work and christian journey mm. before you can do that you really need to know what uh what is you need to know what is what was written mm-hmm. how it applies to those who are the first sure. audience sure. so that's why it's important to to yeah. uh, as we are, we are we are talking about uh, mm. context mm. yeah Yeah. Yeah. yeah i think also the corinthians it was a letter to the corinthians yes. not to sure. stanley kabuka mm. letter to the ephesians <laughs> to the mm-hmm. galatians mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah written by paul yeah. who understanding the people to whom it was written to first yeah. is of great importance before you start saying this is now for uh, the church in england or yeah. whatever sure yeah. yeah and 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 this is uh there were real people it's sure. not a story the bible is not a fairy tale these these were real people in a real world in a real world in time yeah. yeah in time yeah, sure. so yeah sure so i think uh, just just a few things i got this from logos uh mm-hmm. website and they're saying whenever you approach a bible ask a few questions like what is the cultural or historical context of the passage mm-hmm. yeah. what else do i know about the book mm-hmm. author and broader context of the passage have i ever looked anything or made any assumptions mm-hmm. yeah especially when we come with beliefs mm-hmm. what is the clearest meaning of this text mm-hmm. i think that that's important but also he's saying that as you try and do that a few essential rules to help you number one, don't twist the scripture mm-hmm. meaning don't manipulate the text to get it to say something you like for it to say mm-hmm. this is a dishonest way to interpret the text mm-hmm. and also look for the plainest interpretation first believe that the text means what it says sometimes there will be figurative language and confusing imagery but don't start by looking for hidden meaning start with the obvious mm-hmm. scripture interpret scripture mm-hmm. another bible to help you understand other passages of the bible mm-hmm. yeah also something yeah. uh, i already had mentioned uh, a bit earlier mm. about how 
the Bible is that one unified story mm -hmm. about God reaching out and 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 saving man. Yeah. So uh, we also need to know that yeah, Jesus is the center exactly. of the biblical story. Sure. Mm. So uh, so and and not only is he the center around which the whole story uh, revolves around, he's the point to which everything actually mm, sure. points to. Mm. So uh, wh when we have that at the back of our mind, it keeps us from looking for ourselves mm. in the scripture. Mm. You know, that, that kind of attitude when mm. you, you get and then you are like, yeah, this, this verse is for me. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, uh, things like uh, Philippians 4.13. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through mm. Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, yeah you are like uh, in the middle of... Uh, uh, you know, there's an exam that you haven't studied for. You've been missing classes yeah. all uh, the semester, asking people to sign for you, uh, you know, being absent. And then you show up for the exam and you're like, Philippians 4.13. You need I to be reading do. Galatians 6. But you will reap what you saw. <laughs> that is what you ought to be reading. Not <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But now you see, someone like that can go to Philippians 4.13 and he's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. And, that, and that's the example, that's what we're actually saying, taking verses out of context. When you read it uh, in how Paul was saying it to the Philippians, he's actually saying, mm -hmm. I can go through hard times and I can go through uh, times of abundance through Christ who actually gives me strength. Yeah. And that's what is happening in that, in, in that context. So yeah. it's until you know how Paul... Uh, used it and uh, sure. then that can apply. Mm. Yeah, I, I also wanted, I don't know, we, we, we talk about uh, some of the suggested ways in which we can actually uh, study the Bible in which uh, you mentioned observations, yeah. uh, interpretations, and uh, interpretation and application. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, with observation, yeah. it, it, again, it's the thing that we're talking about. Mm. When you hear context that is mentioned, uh, that's that's what observation is. Where where were they located? Uh, well, uh, who uh, is the audience? Who is the yeah. author? And all that. Sure. What can you see? Mm. Yes. What can you see? Yeah. The the simple things. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, the second one is you know with interpretation. Yeah. Interpretation re uh, simply means what does what you have seen meant mm. mm -hmm. to those who sure, sure. first mm. uh, were written sure. to. Mm. Them, 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 yeah, them and them, mm. yeah. That's what interpretation uh, mm. actually uh, refers to. And then application is how this does now what the lessons that those people who are written to, mm. uh, what do those lessons now mean for us today? And it's only after you have done that hard work of, mm. of finding out uh, this is what uh, it meant for those people then, mm. can you rightly apply uh, to, exactly. to your Christian journey? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just, just to, to agree with that, really. But yes. whenever coming to the Bible, first seek to know what was the other saying to them, mm. to them, I mean, there's a lot of benefit. We profit a lot in knowing what, what are the issues going on and how can that apply to him. But also to agree with Mark Penn, the Bible is the story of Jesus. The Old Testament, we see Jesus being prophesied, is being, mm -hmm. being predicted. Yeah. In, in the Gospels, uh, we see him uh, being explained, I don't know. In, in, the, in the Acts and the Episodes, he's being proclaimed. Mm -hmm. And in the Revelation, yes. we expect him. Yeah, no. So it's, it's a story of Christ all through. It could be directly... Uh, 
and very explicit mm. in the New Testament and indirectly and very implicit in the Old Testament. But all that we see is that in the Old Testament, Jesus is being concealed. In the New Testament, he is being revealed. Look at Isaiah 53. I mean, awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, Mark, John MacArthur said that without the Old Testament, I couldn't believe the Bible. Mm. Because really, Old Testament is a prediction of what we see in the New Testament. The New Testament, a good part of it, the authors refer to the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah actually, it's fascinating just how many times the authors in the New Testament quote you know, yeah. the Old Testament for yeah. reference, you mm. know, and make applications yeah. time and again and again and again, you know, and there are people who's, who think that the God of the Old Testament is this, you know, this angry and, you know, yeah. this angry God, you know, and the God in the New Testament is this happy soul, mm. loves people, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think in light of what has been shared here, mm. there is a wrong perception with which we come come with to Scripture. I think at times you might sit uh, in a Bible study like this, and then mm. the question that someone may ask is, what does this mean to you? You know, <laughs> sure. the, the sense of subjectively uh, looking at Scripture, yeah, looking sub- at it yeah. from a subjective sure. lens, rather than what is yeah. God saying. God did not try to say anything. Mm. God actually said something here. Mm-hmm. So what does God say rather than what do you think God yes. said or what What are you feeling God is telling you from this? But what, what is God trying to say? Yes, what God is, is not <laughs> trying to say. God is actually saying something. Yeah, sure. yeah. And Luke 24, I mean, for me, I think how Christ would, um, what's the word here, rebuke the disciples. All foolish ones. Have you not re- checked the Psalms and mm. they all talking about me and you will take them through that and mm. yeah I think for me the emphasis we must emphasize that Christ is the center of the story mm. yeah. yeah I think that is very important because it, it it helps people yeah. uh, have a certain uh, perspective of of scripture yeah. you know I was having a conversation some time back with a certain brother about you know the woman. Uh, the Samaritan woman and Jesus having this conversation, mm-hmm. and someone might take that to, to, to uh, might read that, and then they just go on with their own idea, you know, mm-hmm. of something different. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus came to save. Jesus came to right. save that woman, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the woman goes and tells these other people. These other people come and see for themselves, and they say, "Now we have seen for ourselves, mm-hmm. and we know that He is the Savior of the world." This is why this is why Jesus came. Yeah. This is the whole sweep of scripture. It's about mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And guys, I think as we come to an end, mm-hmm. I think the, the 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 part where there is a huge problem, I think, maybe yeah. you can correct me, is on interpretation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe w- what are the things that we need to consider during especially during interpretation, um, such that we don't um end up with our own um, thoughts sure. that are not yeah. in accord with what the, the, the scripture is saying. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, we have to appreciate uh, the whole counsel of God's word so that uh, we don't go out of bounds uh, in our interpretation. So yeah. in other words, um, there's, there's um, unity in the message uh, of the scriptures. And, you know, there's a phrase that talks about scripture interprets scripture. Mm. So uh, when when you read uh, a certain unclear portion of God's word and you tend to interpret it in a way that uh, seems to contradict the unified story of God saving, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, God saving his people yeah. for his glory, then it means that you are interpreting that particular portion uh, wrongly. Uh, but also, secondly, uh, we have to appreciate that we are not the first ones to handle the scriptures. Mm. It has been handled uh, for ages and ages. Sure. And there is no heresy that one can come up that has not uh, <laughs> yeah. seen the light of day yeah. uh, in the course of history. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just different uh, words. You versions. Know, uh, versions. And, yeah. and, yeah, you know, like... This prosperity gospel, which is a danger in today's time, is do not start. To, it's only that in today's time it is being branded as the prosperity gospel. Yes, but it was present with the Catholic Church uh, at the time of Reformation, when 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 um, uh, you know. They, in fact, uh, just just to say something uh, interesting, uh, there, there was a time when I think it should be Pope Innocent was talking with uh, Thomas of Aquinas who uh, you know referred to who referred to the quote when John and was it Peter at the gate of beautiful mm-hmm. when they met the poor person and he was like silver and gold have we none mm-hmm. so he was referring to that story and now the pope was telling it should be Thomas of Aquinas he was telling him that no longer can we say silver and gold we have none Mm-hmm. And then Thomas Aquinas responds to him and say, and neither can we say, rise up and walk. That was, ah, a, yeah. that was a good comeback to on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's no heresy there's, uh, that has not existed in time. And also, so even the right interpretation should be what has been, what has been orthodox, what has been accepted all through. Paul says, the things that you've learned from me, hand over to faithful men who are able to hand it over to other faithful men. So uh, there should be that uh, unbroken chain and unbroken link uh, of, uh, uh, of God, of the Christian doctrine passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, you know, um, novelty and innovativeness not necessarily a good thing yeah. when you're studying the Bible. Though you come up with something totally different, new. Mm, no one sure. has ever, you know, so mm. you should watch out for that. Mm. Or even getting meanings, uh, which those pass- the passage you're studying don't give. I mean, it mm. could be a good thing, but the passage before you doesn't, doesn't give. I think mm. it's good to respect that. And, and finally, Scripture, well, the studying of God's Word um, should lead us to knowing God and worshiping God. Mm. It's a sad thing that Christ will tell the Pharisees. They knew the scriptures. These people are everything. They're the temple. They knew the law. But you'll tell them, you know what, you, these scriptures that you know, um, in John chapter 5 and John chapter 7, um, you, you claim to know them and to know God, yet you do not know me. The very scriptures that you bear about me, I mean, you know them, but you don't know me. I mean, look at that should I say a contradiction? In other words, it's possible to come to God's word and fail to know God. So I think praying that God will give us humility and making the prayer in Psalms 119 that open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things out of your law. So that it will go beyond study, but practicing the word. Like Ezra in Israel, he was known to be a man who set his heart to studying God's word, practicing it, and then teaching it. So I think knowing God should be the end goal every time we come to the study of God's so, yeah. word. Yeah, I think in, in, in interpretation, First uh, John chapter 2, verse 20, he says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. 
I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. And then in verse 20, 26 and 27, he says, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. Of course, the first and primary thing or individual or entity that we should depend on for the interpretation of God's <laughs> word okay, yeah. is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy, Holy Spirit God. is able to teach us sure. the very word of God himself. Before we start running off to men of God, let us seek to understand. Because if it is the word of God, there is no man of God who understands God's word than the Spirit of God himself. So there is that, that dependence upon God. God, teach me what your word says. And God is gracious enough to teach us that. And we should also then now seek to, uh, to look back in history. Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Thus saith the Lord Hey, I should drink some water. <laughs> Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. So a dependence upon the Spirit of God, a dependence upon the ancient paths, the old paths, where the faithful men and women of God have walked in the doctrines that they believed in. And then we shall be able to understand the word of God. Yeah, Yeah. praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, the last word before we end. This has been a good conversation, and I pray that uh, it blesses people. Yeah, and it will challenge people to open up their scriptures and read it for themselves. Yeah, Asante. Yeah, praise God. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, prayerfully uh, approach God's word. I think something that I learned from um, one of the elders at uh, at Manuel Baptist, Jer- Jeremy Pistley, is every time that um, we come to the word, pray. Yeah. You know, yeah. just prayerfully approach God's word. So Asantini for listening guys. Um I'd like to hear from you. Kindly get in touch with us. Um let us know what you think. Um and let us know even the topics that you'd like us to cover. So until then keep yourself safe. Um see you in the next episode. We're gonna say